This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Tzfarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Okay. So maybe it's, it's another minute till we'll start two minutes. So I'll just explain what it's about. I don't want they've heard the explanation and I just would like to share it. Um you know we in Yiddishkeit we have halacha and we have we would call you Soria Torah, which would mean the uh, theological underpinnings of, of Yahadus. As far as Allah goes, if a person knows Shas and he has the outline of the Sugis in his head, he has a real outline of, um, of, of the Allah. You, you have a lot missing, but at the end of the day, it's, it's an outline. You start with an outline. And we didn't have a Shacharach. And which means if you know the Machab and the Ramah, you are basically have the basic halachas. There are places when achronim override one or the other, but the default setting is there. So we have something as a starting point. If somebody says something outlandish or, or off the track, how far it's off the track, you can measure by what does Shachachan and Machabas say, and Mos say, what is the general structure halacha? In Yisraeli Torah, in basic theological underpinnings of Yiddishkeit, we don't have anything like that. And so a little bit the Ramah Yisraeli Torah does have that. But the Ramah Yisrael Torah deals with certain very specific issues. And it's very hard to say that anything goes. I mean, a lot of people hold that way, maybe. But I don't think anybody would entertain the idea that you can just say what you want. So what's our starting point? What's our default setting? What's the given and where do you go? So Chazal are written very, very cryptically. You know, Divri Chazal are not written... In a in a in a straightforward, they they loshen chachamim and agadita is wrapped in metaphor, and you know it's hard. You can't sit down with a pencil and paper and make a structure like you do in halacha. Um, there is no shacharach. So so the real place for it is gedolei harishonim. Uh, harishonim were the people who lived until approximately the end of the fourteen hundreds. There's a, the, the, the sort of two shitas were a hundred years before, but basically up to the tour, up to the machaber is called the Kufir Shonim. They're considered to be the foundation in Halacha and in Agada as well. The problem is not many wrote uh, a clear work that is sort of structured the way Rama would be. It's very difficult to write a structured work because the issues are different. That's part of it. Um, but learning the Rishonim in a meaningful way is, the, is really the way to, to go with it. So in Yeshiva, it started because I wanted to do it very much. I wanted to give it some framework, not as a philosophy class. In Yeshiva, it's not terribly traditional to learn philosophy, and, and it, even if it's Ikriya Torah. But, so we do it Shabbos morning. We have it, um, I put together, I went through a lot of Rishonim year after year. I took out the pieces, the three criteria where it has to be Rishonim, which so the, the the last one is the Barbanel basically who sums up a lot of what was written before. It has to be dealing with a fundamental issue of uh, uh, rather than just shot in the psukim and the stories, and also it has to be listing a pasuk in the parsha so I can pin it onto something. And my work was selecting, my work was paragraphing, punctuating, 
uh, editing out when they go off on a tangent so that the, you keep the flow of the main idea and also subtitling, making it user-friendly. That's, and I, you know, I'm, I'm not here to sell the books. That's far. I'm, I, I just, I'm just here to push my agenda. Everybody's had, every year has an agenda too. So one of my agendas. So we, we have a Skype share on this we've, and um, every Sunday morning and we'll do as many pieces as we can get through. Okay. So the first on the parashas bow is Rabbeinu Bechaya. Rabbeinu Bechaya was a Talmud Arashba. He was his work on Chumash is interesting in that it includes three, four, five strata of of pshat. He he deals with pshat on a diktuk level. He deals with chazal. He deals with we'll call it sort of philosophical concepts and ideas and Kabbalah. He seemed to have been a master of all, and he is a very, very chashva work. It used to be once upon a time, this was like a main work because it included so many different things, medrashim, drashas, and so on. Okay. <laughs> the Pasuk, it says, um, Hisalalti is a rare word, and once a word is rare, it's hard to pin down exact meaning, and he's dealing with the meaning of the word. So the word alila means a a plot. Um, it's a modern Hebrew. They've 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 taken that word. A plot means a complicated series of events that lead to a desired output outcome. That's one. The word ila, and he'll use it in a minute the same way, also means primary cause. The morale uses, this is a term that he uses very frequently, that we, Takarish Baruch are the ila and olul. Now, um, as opposed to another word, a set of word, a set of words used to describe cause and effect would be siba and mesovev. Siba meaning cause, and mesovev is, is the opposite. No, it's that which has been caused. Siba mesovev is used usually when it's a direct thing. This thing moved because I pushed it. That's siba mesovev. Elan Olul is more when you have a remote chain of events where something's a primary mover and everything else sort of worked out. That's why it's a plot. It's called Nalila. It's it, Alila can be a plot. It can also be a a a, a um, when a frame up when you frame somebody, and, and that's that, that's also a very modern usage of it. So the word Alila Takarish Baruchu is used. The word Isalalti means to plot and to cause things to happen. He brings the target of Zer Shetigum Unkles Yosnasin the Avdus Mitzrayim, the Nisin that did in Mitzrayim. I'm not sure um, what he means, wh- how he's bringing it as a proof. V'chein hiske dovel HaKadosh Baruch Hu noira alilois al bnei Adam. Dovel HaMelech said about HaKadosh Baruch Hu noira alil bnei Adam. He is an extraordinary plotter. Um, let's explain the word noro over here in, in this context. Um, let's say a person is, you know, he, he's, he has a normal experience. He's walking, somebody came over to talk to him, he bought something, so on and so on and so forth. Um, so it's a regular day and that's that. Let's say, let's say something happens and he realizes that every single thing that happened to him was a setup, like some sort of movie plot. That, that sort of bowls you over because you had come into it with an expectation of a lot of random things 
And then when all those pieces come together, um, it kind of blows you away. It's, it's something that has an extraordinary impact. One of the Akadosh Baruch Hu can appear to us in two ways. When something incredible, unnatural happens, a nace, so that we say, okay, that can't be Teva. And that's one way in which Akadosh Baruch Hu projects himself to us. There's a second way, and in many ways, it's a much more powerful way, is when every piece of thing that happened clicks into play, things that truly are natural, random events, and then at some point, this came together with this, came together with this, happened with that. And you say to yourself, wow, it's like everything that seemed natural really was somebody pulling a string from the back and it all unfolding. That, in many ways, is a more powerful impact. And it also, it, it illuminates, when a Kashmir shows a nace, and we say, well, Kashmir did a nace, so he does everything else also. Okay, that's nice. We, we sort of believe it. But when you have an example of a lot of random things clicking together and and, and wow, it, without this, this is what would happen. This happened, this. And all these things have natural causes, but they're all part of a bigger plot. That's called Nuralilos. Kodesh Baruch Hu is awesome in the way he can, he's, he moves things out. alilos. Why is everything called an alila? Because usually an alila might mean to plot against somebody. When I say, you know, it's an alila, in modern Hebrew, it means framing somebody or even plotting. It doesn't, so we don't use the word alila that Kashprahu plots against us, but the, the word alila is used at Kashprahu because Kashprahu is the prime cause, like we said before, not an immediate cause, but there's the prime cause that brings everything else into, in, into a, a play, and everything else is alu. And therefore, Rabbi Mechaia says, the Pasuk explains, The things that happen in Mitzrayim, so let's, let's step back a second and sort of ask ourselves the hidden question that's here. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted to get us out of Mitzrayim. Okay, so HaKadosh Baruch is almighty. Um, power doesn't believe in it. Why don't you just, why don't you just march in, blow, blow the Mitzrayim apart and take the Jews out? And that would reveal that a Kaddish Baruch Hu is mighty and a Kaddish Baruch Hu is strong and nobody can stand up against him. We would have all of those from a single event uh, uh, type of effect. The answer is the ultimate revelation of a Kaddish Baruch Hu is not that he is stronger, more powerful, everything, but at the end of the day, everything, all the wheels that are spinning are spinning towards a certain goal. And therefore, there were so many things happening in Mitzrayim, each and every one of them, strange, different, unusual, coming from a different place. And then they all click together to create a certain, a certain result. That's Noralilos. Yo, so he says, Yoma, So, HaKadosh Baruch Hu became revealed to the world through Mitzrayim, so it's through Nisim, and it's through this point of Alila. That's the point that the Rebbe is making. Um, it, it also, it's, a, it's very helpful for us to understand um, that the, the, since the ultimate goal of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is to demonstrate Enod Malvado, if HaKadosh Baruch Hu is seen as being apart from the natural world, 
but can override, intercede, made it, created, that's still not ultimate what we want. A, a Rashi like this would be by Yosef and his brothers, where they said, um, you know, Emek Hevron, Me'etza Amuka, Akadosh deep Eitza. In other words, all of these events were events that were happening, brothers upset with him, him wandering off, the, the, the people buying and selling. But at some point, all this clicked together in, 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 into one tachlis, and that's the ultimate of, of Gil of Baruch Okay, the next piece is also Rabbeinu Bechaya. It says, um, the morning came, and the eastern wind carried the Arba. So the, the, um, the, the Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar here is sort of emphasized, he's going to come to explain what's Haboka Hoya. It was morning and then the Arba came. Is there any significance about that? I mean, yes, the general story is significant. They, um, they, he, he waved the mata. It was caused by the mata song. But that emphasis on haboker hoya happened in the morning. So the third line of Rebbe Bechaya, Umashama haboker hoya, lefisha pur'onis harishoyim baboker. Rishoyim get punished in the morning. V'chein oma kosov libkorim atzmiz kovisha aretz. In the mornings, I will destroy all the rishoyim. And Kenegdo, we find the issues of Tzadikim is also in the morning, and so on. So on the face of it, seems just a kind of simple metaphor. You know, we have a lot, a lot of metaphors for good and bad, you know, light and dark, bitter and sweet, and pleasant and, and painful. And so this is another long string in the morning. Things go good for Tzadikim and, and so on. There's a much deeper point that I'd like to discuss a minute. And, and I think Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar is alluding to it. It is as follows. Everything Akash made in the natural order of events has in itself a rhyme and reason. In other words, there's a million and one ways to make the world click. Um, if we need time to sleep, Akash Baruch could have made us heavy eyelids or could have given out those things that give on the plane you know, to, 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 to get to some sleep. I, I, we could we sleep. Every, the, the way in which the physical world is projected to us is, has meaning to it, and you can learn a lot from it. So the rhythm of night and day carries in itself many points and many elements. For instance, daytime is a time of activity for most everybody. Nighttime is a time of sort of, of, of refraining from activity. But one of the most important elements are our ability to sense what's happening in the it, when things in the same street over here when it's light everything i can sit here and know exactly where to go how to go what to do and so on when it's dark at night i'm helpless um I, today we don't have it so much because in 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 more, you know we have lights but i remember um, I was in Eretz Yisrael in the Akipa War. I was living in Yeshiva. And I had a Chavrusa at night who lived about a half hour walk from Yeshiva. So I used to walk every night normally. I mean, I would go there and that was that. Um, there was a blackout. During the, during the Kippur War, there was a total blackout for about three, four weeks in, in Yerushalayim. And I think the whole country. So first of all, I got to understand what the purpose of the moon is. 
it's like I started learning him sukkahs. You know, every day it was, it was a break. We learned sukkahs. I used to walk this house as a full moon. As the moon began to wane, it became more and more difficult. And I remember vividly tapping my way to his house, you know, having to hold on to, it was incredible. We're not used to it. We don't have it anymore, but it was, it was incredible. I also found out how many stars there are on the sky for the first time, you know, but, but it, so we can live in a world where our ability to get a handle on it, to understand it, to master over it really depends on our eyesight. That's really what, what it depends on. Now, um, so at night is a time when we live, we, we can be living in the same world. We are clueless. It's a world that doesn't make any sense to us. Um, in the daytime, that same world, we have a handle on it. We, we, we get it. We understand it. And, and therefore, we're master over it. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu placed into this world a rhythm of mastery and helplessness. Now, in a sense, they reflect two relationships to the world. Man has two almost conflicting relationships. Philosophically, we talk about Yidi and Bechira, but it's not an abstract question. I have in front of me something to do. Do I do it or depend on Kodesh Baruch Hu? I'm, I'm, you know, the, 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 the ability to, a person has, somebody is not well, somebody is sick. How much do I say it depends on me? for me to try to figure out what's wrong and what to do for him. And how much I say it's Biyad Hashem. In both of them are critical components of Shlemus of Avodo. If a person substitutes his shtadlus for Avodo, the person is guilty of negligence. If the person substitutes Avodo, I mean a shtadlus for, for, for Bitochen, if a person substitutes a Bitochen for shtadlus or shtadlus for Bitochen, on one of them, he's negligent and he's not doing what he's supposed to. One of them, he's not believing in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The, the, the world contains a rhythm of both together. And we need to expect there are things and kufis that we won't get anything and things that we, we will get things. The Veneza says somewhere that, um, I think very, in the beginning of Reishas, the word Erev means muddled. Like Arev means, yeah. you know, mixed. So as... As things become dark, the resolution, which, which are the lines that define the boundaries, become blurred, blurred, and everything becomes one mishmash. Um, the uh, boker comes, the word bikoret in Hebrew, which means, it means criticism or, or critique in a sense means to sharply define something. Levaker, like, like it says, beaker of, of animals for carbon means you 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 analyze them. You look at them. So so light. The world is divided between boker and erev. Things become indistinguishable. Resolution it blurs into total obfuscation, and we have no handle on it. And the times at that, the times when it seems that ra is winning, and bad things happen to good people and good things happen to bad people, that's a time of error. And we need to say to ourselves, this is a tkufa when it, it, we, we have no clue. We're blind. It's the tkufa of error. In, 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 um, in uh, Boker, it, when things fall into, in, into, into sharp resolution, then we see, yes, at the end of the road, the tzaddik triumphed, 
in Russia, just like you know, Kaiser. We we can look at, at you know there are times when it makes no sense. We're we're being destroyed, Amashem, and and then there are times when you see things come to clear, in, into clear resolution. By the way, just I guess I have to share. You know, sometimes when you translate things, they become uh, muddled. Um, I was just now in Israel in Yamamelech, so they have in in the um, in, in the Chamei and Gedi they have mixed pools and separate pools. So they, they were fixing stuff. So they, you know, whatever is the men had the, the mixed, you know, the mixed pools for the men is whatever. So they had a sign on it, and it said, "This is an involved pool." I N V L V E D. And I was scratching my head trying to figure out what the world is. Then I saw the top is Hebrew. It says "Brecha Meurevet." Meurevet means mixed. But Google must have translated in modern Hebrew. The first meaning would be "Animurav Benose," means I'm involved in this, which means mixed. But I was trying to think, what's an involved pool? And and you know, so, so you have to be careful sometimes. The translations create models. Okay, the next one is Ramban, and it speaks about the Makas Choshech. And it says, Makas Choshech, um, it says, nobody could get up from their place. So Ramban says, The Choshech wasn't a lack of light. It's like when you would have a smog of sorts. Now, now we understand much better how you can have darkness be, you know, physically, a physical entity that suffocates you. Baruch Hashem, we we're all blessed with in all our cities, and we have smog. Mm-hmm. It would extinguish all the lights, and therefore, even in, 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 just like in very dark places, where you have a lack of oxygen and, and things become suffocated, there are no lights there. Um, and he brings different uh, physical examples for it. I, I want to, so, so basically Ramban here is defining the physical reality of it, that obviously this choshet was a lot more than just a lack of light, but it was some sort of tangible um, thickness of sorts which enveloped everybody. I, I want to bring in something parallel. I don't know if Ramban is, means this, but it, it's something very parallel. The Ran says that Joshua's Ran says it, and the Vilna Gaon says it famously. The Ran says, I'll, I'll say the way that Joshua Ran says it. The Joshua's Ran is going on in Pasha Shmos, and it says in the Posik, Misom Pela Adam, who gave a person a mouth, or Misom Ilaim, or Iver, and so on. Who gave a person muteness? And who gave a person blindness? So the obvious grammatical issue is, you know, it's like, it's like when you walk into a room that's dark, you don't say who brought darkness into the room. If somebody lit up, you say who put the lights. Obviously, if the lights were on and somebody flicked it off, you asked who flicked it off. But how do you speak about an absence in, in, a, in the term of who put muteness um, to a human being? Well, meat, flesh and blood is mute until you give it a mouth. So, so, so the Lashon is, is kind of strange. So the Ran says as follows. Um, I, you know, for us, there's a distinction between doing and not doing. So therefore, if, if, if I walk into the room and the light's not on, I say nobody put the light on. A Baruch who plotted a world and everything that's there 
it, 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 the word effort versus not effort, action versus not action is the same. If a person is supposed to have, if I created people to be able to speak and someone cannot speak clearly, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu did that. We don't look at, at, at a lack of something as because HaKadosh Baruch Hu didn't get around to it. So in terms of defining things, so here also, his Choshech over here that he's talking about was HaKadosh Baruch Hu destroyed light. He took the light away from someplace. So what I'm, what I'm adding from the Ran is not quite the Ramban. So I think Ramban means just a physical reality they're trying to describe, something like a smog, a heavy smog that we would say. But I think also in, in you know, bringing an analogy of what the Ran says, I think it, it dovetails with that. Okay, we'll see. We have one or two more pieces we'll be able to see. The next one is the Chodesh Hazelachem Rosh Chodashim. So, Chodesh Rosh Chodashim, the Ramban says, it is a, um, what does it mean? This month is the, is the head of the months. That Klai Yisrael will count it, will count the months from Nisan. And the main name of the months are, um, are numbers. Nisan is number one. So the reason is, we always count, so remember that we remember Mitzvah Mitzrayim. This is the third month. Third month of what? Just like Lahavdal, the Christians, when they count the years, they're pegging it, they're attaching it to something. We also, when we count the months, we're attaching it to something. And then he says, just like the Sechiris on Shabbos, when we count the first day of Shabbos, second day, so to also, it is appropriate to count first month, second month, third month. And then he brings the next page, the next paragraph, that in Yishalmi, it says, the reason why we change it, we call it this year's seven, is to remind us of the miracles that happened in, in um, the miracles that happened in the second Geula, when we went out of Bavel, and we took the names with them. So Al-Kapan, the bottom line Ramban is that it's a, it's a mitzvah to count that way. There are people, medaktikim, that are makbid. In Yisrael, the banks are required to legally honor Hebrew dates. So if you write Beisnis and Gimelnissen, they, they, they have to honor it. Um, institu- you know, from institutions used to write a lot of things you know, with the Hebrew dates, it's sort of become problematic from bookkeeping and so on. It, it, you know, at some point, it's very difficult. So, so they begrudgingly went off to, 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 to other ones. But it is an Indian. But the run, the next piece is a run that explains what that Indian is. And let's see that piece. That, that's the next page on, on Gimel. It says, for you, it's the first month. It's the first month. What does it mean for you? Vitama Dava, the next page is, is, is a little bit better. If you want to look at the next page, it's, it's not chopped off. Kiachodesh Hazem Mitzar Atzmo Enenerosh Chodashim. Kimashar Galgal Agul Misnoea Betnuva Sivuvis. Leitochen Shenemar Lechalik Menu Roish Leisayf. He says, first of all, the concept of first and beginning is meaningless. Anything that's cyclical, the, the, the beginning and the end are one and the same, and there's no, it's arbitrary. So we can't just say, HaChodesh has a Rosh Chodashim, because that's an absolute statement that has no meaning. 
Even though Chazal say it's a beautiful month, Nisan, Adar Hasipur Levad Latov Mizgo Vishavet Viro, because it's it's the weather tends to be good Nisan. The only Tachmina Sachami says that's not true, because there is no such thing as Nisan as a, you know. If you were talking about April, yes, April has always the same weather more or less, but Nisan. It can be, you know, if, if it wasn't reconciled with April, Nissan could go many directions. So, so you can't really say this is a fantastic month to start with. So let's discuss this point over here because this is the central point that the Ran says this. I think this is the meaning behind the Ramban. Whenever you count something, so to, for counting to have any meaning, you need a point of reference. If you have, a, you know, people have little children, um, you know, you, you, when your child learns how to count, will come back and say, there's 26. 26 what? I don't know. I counted 26 things. Two chairs, one boy, coats left over on top of the bed. He, can't, he got to 26. It means nothing because there's no, there's no point of reference. Um, or any, any, any type of statistical analysis, you need a baseline. You need some point of reference. What's our starting point? You, you do a fiscal report. When did you start? Why that number and so on? So when you count time, you definitely want to give it a point of reference. Now, it is natural for people to count physical time, uh, 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 to take a year, and the most, the, the most uh, imminent type of meaning, meaning of a year is when I plant a crop to when I come around and plant again. That's the normal natural cycle, weather and so on. So a solar year is a natural year because it, it includes in itself, um, a, 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 I go from, Planting to harvest to, 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 to winter, etc. The um, Kalayisrael has, once we left Mitzrayim, we have a different frame of reference. And therefore, it's something that is, um, that is geared to a different type of world, to, to, to Mitzrayim. Does that have a physical meaning? No. But we live with another thing. I, I want to point out something that's, I guess, a current phenomenon. It's very, very, we have a church. They can set the services at six in the evening, 10 in the evening, and it's good all year round. And it makes, it's, it makes life a lot easier for everybody to plan and so on and so forth. It's very regular, it's very that's, that and so on. We, it, it's a moving target, this manim. As everybody knows, you know, if you have a Vasikin, you know where you go, you know, the, the, how to vacillate, shkia, the difference between shkia now and shkia later. And it's, it's, it's unnerving a little bit because a person starts, like I have a structured day, I finish work now, I go to Minich I do this, but this is like, it's always a moving target. And the answer is, that's part of it. Um, we are shy to something else. It, it, it helps, it helps break that rhythm of Teva and tell you, no, we belong to something else and we have shy to something else. So Zman is important because on the one hand, Zman can be very enslaving Time comes and time goes and time always is consistent. And we can be meshuvah to time. On the other hand, it, it, counting from Mitzrayim means 
that that we, our point of reference is to something that's really above and beyond Zman. That's that's the point the Ran makes over here, and it's what lies in the uh, in what underlies the Ramban's point about the Chodeshim and so on. Okay, any questions, any points, the, whatever. You just spend a few minutes if you have any, anybody wants to ask something. Or, yes. The, if you just also juice yourself. Oh, I'm Seth Leibowitz. Sorry, I came in a little You late. are? My name's Seth Leibowitz. I came yeah. in uh, less than a chance. Sure. Uh, the, the point about about uh, this morning at Tefillah and, yeah. you know, and obviously other things changing face, right. isn't that I would have thought of that as a, as a way in which it doesn't, I wouldn't have seen that as a way in which we're separate from the natural order. I would have seen it as a way in which Kosh Baruch said, there's a natural order out there, and I'm giving you instructions to live within it in the following way. In other words, our Zmanayat Tefillah and others, they change with the seasons, and, okay. they, and they follow nature because Kosh Baruch told us to fit into nature in that way. Um, it's not a bad point. Um, it's just like this Chodesh HaAviv and so on. But I think psychologically, it's still, it, it, it's, you can't take it for granted. It doesn't, you know, things that are always a set time become part of a natural rhythm. Like, you know, sleeping. We like, however our sleep pattern is, we like to have a clear time to go to sleep. If, if you're trying for Vasikin or this is my Krishna, it's a moving target and it tends to unnerve a person. So I think there is some sort of element of that. I want to add, by the way, something I want to say again from Moshe Shapiro, and it's from Hal says it. It's a fascinating point. Um, the Umasa Olam, people, we don't have a lunar year. People might say Jews do not have a lunar year. Um, the Christians, the Christian world has a solar year. Um, the uh, Yishmaelim, the Muslim world, has a lunar year. Each one of it reflects, in other words, a solar year is extremely regular, and therefore it, it's, sort of a, it's part of the world of Teva, and, and that's what it is. A lunar year is irregular, no rhyme or reason in, 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 anything that's no, in anything that's relevant to the physical world. Yeah, there's some sort of small effects of the moon, but by and large, it's, it's a meaningless entity. It's totally disconnected. Kalal Yisrael has a lunar year that steps in stride with the solar year. The reconciliation of the two are what our time is. In other words, you, you can have, again, in the Muslim world is Allah wants this and all of that. It's, it's totally not shattered what the world is. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's the, the fact that you have to work with Teva and HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants that we implement and, and, and make the world a good world, and so on and so forth. It's, it's like their idea of giving everything to God, to their God, is, is to totally free themselves. Rambam speaks about it in many places. When, when you say Hashem is everything and does everything, it can also become a way of absolving yourself of any responsibility and any need to do anything. The, on the other hand, a very a, a, a sense of the natural without supernatural basically removes Akash Baruch from the picture, and it's only you. Kaliyasol Kla- is always dancing between the two. And like we said, you know, it's, sometimes I have to do things and strain myself to the utmost because it's it depends on me. That's Akash Baruch wants it, and sometimes I have to be able to throw up my hands and say, "This is Ratzon Hashem," and and He knows. Um, the, 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 the holding both of them and balancing against each other is what it's all about. So, you know, a person has to ask himself, what's my responsibility? If I have responsibility, I can't say well, this is God's will. Uh, Rashi says this, what do I need rapi rapi to, to, you know, to heal a person that would, why do you need a rishus for rofi to be rapi? 
So Rosh says the Havmin is, since this is a God-given element, who am I to intervene? The answer is no. Akash Baruch Hu gave us the challenge so that if we can help, we have to help. And then there's the Mokram to say, if we can't, we can't. Okay. Um, good. So I says that the battery is running low, so I guess that's a hint. Uh, I, I don't think anybody planted that in the thing. So I'll compare him. Anybody on the phone wants to hear something? On the... Okay, good. So have a good day, Bez Hashem. And uh, it's, uh, it, I, I can't stress enough the importance of getting enough feel. The Rishonim give us this, this general direction of how to look at things. And uh, it, it's learning a little bit Rishonim time to time. You, you build up a, a, a real ozer of, of ideas that, that, that are the foundation and pillars of, of what we understand and what our moon is. Okay.